Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly insight into the serious and not so serious happenings at the Perth Wildcats. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now in the West and joining me each week, Wildcats vice captain and three-time NBL champ, Greg Heyer. How are you, Greg? Oh, fantastic, mate. It's... Uh I've been looking forward to this moment, get back on, and obviously uh, because of the success of the show, we've been asked back, so I'm pumped, um, but hopefully uh, survey results continue on, continue on and we uh, we climb up the uh, the podcast ratings, right, correct? It'd be nice, yeah, <laughs> it was an encouraging response. Any feedback from the guys during the week around the locker room or no? Yeah, well, they're just a bit nervous, so I'm going to start stitching them up, so <laughs> um, asking if they can get a like, couple of cameo roles. I've already had a few guys like Dex ask me when he's going to feature on, because he's, you know, he's just flying under the radar, yep. but um, obviously we'll, we'll start bringing him in slowly but surely, so I can grill him a little, a little bit um, and ask them the, the nitty gritty and personal stuff that no one knows about. So absolutely, that. that's the name of the game. Now a rare full week at home for you mm. guys. Seems like a long time since you played last Thursday. A great win over Illawarra at home again this Friday. So obviously had the full week in WA. What'd you get up to, and how nice was it to uh, not be on and off planes all week? Yeah, it was a, a, it was a sort of a rare. Um, situation we had three days off which mm-hmm. is very uncommon for us um, but I think obviously with the emotion of the breast cancer game and yep. all that sort of stuff and deservedly so it was such a um, a really good vibe amongst the group I think a little bit of pressure sort of coming off and obviously what was, what Trevor was dealing with sort of it was just nice to sort of unwind a little bit so was able to enjoy the weekend and not worry about training and uh, was able to go away to Cavisham uh, National Park with my family which was nice obviously uh, went with my little fella that uh, celebrating a, a little bit belated birthday so that was very good. I think the parents enjoy it a lot more than the kids because I don't think he knew what was going on. Um, he saw a lot of kangaroos, koalas, wombats, whatever, dingoes. Um, and every time I handed him a cheese, or he was just pumped to put that in his gob. <laughs> so uh, to be honest, I don't know. Cavisham, top notch. Well done. I will go there. Yeah. It's it's very. Uh, it's one of the best places in WA. Um, but I'm excited to finally take my son a few places. Like I've got a few f- things like SciTech and, yep. and the zoo, um, just for my own enjoyment. Because <laughs> if I go there randomly by myself, there's a fair chance people are like, yeah, I don't know about this. So I'm pumped that I can actually take my son and get away with it. Absolutely. Now, Cavisham Wildlife Park, people would recognise uh, Sunshine the Koala, who's the most <laughs> yep. famous Cavisham export. Any international celebrity, your Federer's, your Serena Williams, your Dustin Johnson's, they'll all be pictured with Sunshine the Koala. Yep. You've always been more of a blue collar rather than Hollywood guy. <laughs> Who did you have choose to put in your social yeah, media photo? I went straight off the wombat. You know, like he, it's unheralded. You know, he's, he's regarded as maybe a little bit of a lazy old you know fella, and uh, I had I was all about it. Um, to doesn't be honest. doesn't have a great vertical leap. <laughs> exactly right, but overweight skin <laughs> folds measuring about eight hundred millimeters. Um, he actually uh, laid a little nugget uh, on the, the really zoo, yeah, on the zookeeper. Okay. I was there. So I was pumped like that. <laughs> that's unique um, and laying his territory in front of my son. So I said, yeah, what's up? Let's, let's roll off that. So um, it was good. Unfortunately, my first preference, uh, I wanted to get a photo of the snake and my son. Um, because how often, I mean, I'm, I'm all about social media and mm-hmm. you know, put out that photo. But how often do you see a family photo with your son? With a, with, a, with a python. Now, yep. I'm not sure if they're dangerous. Yep. Uh, to me, obviously not, because why, why would they be in a, in a national park with plenty of kids? Um, but my wife was 
not having a, a bar of it, rightfully so. Um, so yeah, the, the warm-up came in close seconds, so uh, okay. but now I'm all about that. Good decision from uh, Ainsley <laughs> Hire. Um, so looking back at the hoops, yeah. as we said, it seems like a long time ago, a terrific win over Illawarra. Our uh, inaugural mm. crystal ball predictions absolutely nailed them, I have yeah. to say. I thought that AJ Ogilvie might struggle for the Hawks, yes. and he did. Yep. And you thought that uh, Bryce Cotton yeah. and JP Tokido would push the tempo yep. and succeed, and you certainly did. Your offense was firing on all cylinders. Yeah, unreal. I think oh, very early in the piece, so it's hard to sort of argue with that, but I think mm. our best performance across all four quarters, um, yeah, JP and Bryce, just they, they were phenomenal. Uh, more so, obviously, JP, I think, you know, obviously scored, I think, 24, 23 points, but mm. I think... You know, statistically, you know, six or seven boards, six steals, four or five uh, assists. He was just all over the place. And I think that his activity on the defensive is the most impressive and very unheralded. And obviously you see the, the antics of Damo. It's, it's very easy to see how he's dominated for so long. But uh, his impact on the defensive end is becoming a, a very potent we- weapon for us, especially with our identity is structured so much around defense. JP's bought in and that's been incredible. And Bryce, mate, he is uh, an incredible talent, I think. Um, once I walk away, I will. I think he'll be the most talented player I've ever played with. Um, and he's mm. a guy that I marvel at. That I have. I'm very lucky and privileged to be sharing the court alongside him because um, he's a gentleman of the game. But the efforts that he, you know, some of the things that he does is just absolutely uh, bewildering. And, it, and it's you're very lucky to be sharing the court with a guy like that. Yeah. How how did you guys free him up offensively? We mentioned it was a yeah. focus last week there was a, a suggestion that you ran fewer on-ball screens for him yep. just to leave him sort of one out with the defender rather than getting trapped potentially was was that a focus and yeah definitely I think that was a lot of time against Cairns you throw in the ball with 10 seconds left and say do some magic mm. and um, you know and then they were doubling him so uh, we had a, a key focus obviously getting inside and just freeing him up with a, a couple of screens uh, off the ball um, but as well I think he, he obviously scored a few points in transition and that was just from generated from defensive um, look and that's that's key for us just to you know once you're running a three on two down the court you've got JP with the ball and you've got another guy running to the rim and then you've got uh, Bryce you know just on the opposite wing yep. who do you take mm-hmm. um, and so yeah and, and then once he he got his mojo and he got you know he was hitting a couple of shots and he was getting pumped then that's when you give him the ball at all costs and say hey mate just go to work and and, and just sort of sit back a, a little bit and and amaze and marvel at what you can do and that's exactly what he did but um yeah no it was really pleasing it's funny he you know he was so uh put so much pressure on himself the previous week against melbourne and Kansas, he obviously wasn't happy with his performance um and you know, as soon as he hit a couple of buckets, you could see the emotion, and it obviously meant a lot that to him. Um, he was back playing to him, to Bryce's quality, but um, which is sort of pretty strange because his quality is, yeah. is incredible. Yeah, tell me about that emotion, yeah. Greg. We we saw it on Thursday night. We certainly saw it in the deciding grand final game last year when Bryce hits a big shot and he's backpedaling yeah. on defense. He sort of yells to himself, to people around him. Do we know what he's yelling? Yeah, the very first time, the once he scored his fifth point, he actually turned to the bench and said, I'm back. And and I was like, he's back. Hold on, I never thought he yeah, was gone. Yeah. And me and Jesse were laughing. I said, if... You know, when I go, if if I have a bad game, like you know about it, and you're like, oh, like, well, you, yeah, you're like, oh, I just didn't have a good game. Like, I was like, Bryce's bad game is my my career game. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but in saying that, then I sort of was just pumped because I was like, here's a guy that holds himself to the utmost standard, and then he's 
What do I love more the most is he doesn't he goes into the team he doesn't withdraw like and when he said he went to us and that's like that inner sanctum and he was like pumped up and going to the boys like yep. and don't get me wrong in a game you're all pumped up you go to the crowd like I, I'll do that but um, he looked to the boys like yep I'm here and and he's sort of just like oh he's got the fire you know and like watch out sort of thing and that was towards the end of the game he said it again but um, I'm sure in the grand final series um yeah, maybe there's a couple of expletives there and, and thereabouts, but no, that's his, his very first ones were on back, and and everyone sort of was like, what? Like, um, but yeah. that was good, and that and that sort of hunger, and and then um, yeah, he just he was going crazy after that, so it was nice. Yeah, um, and we like to celebrate the good and the not so good on this show. <laughs> you had a moment, oh, Greg, I'm waiting for this early in the waiting. second quarter. Yeah. There was a two-on-one transition. Yeah. Jesse Wagstaff dropped it off to you. You're a couple yeah. of steps from the hoop, and I'm sitting yeah. courtside, and I thought, this is it. This is the Greg Hyde dunk that we've been waiting for. We're finally going to see the hops. Yeah. We're going to see the, the air time, the flying motion. Didn't quite work out that way with a miss layout. Yeah, Tell I'm me what have, happened. I'm going to have to blame Jesse straight away because uh, first off, he just didn't give him the ball early enough, yep. right? And now, for for people that know me, uh, I'm not the most explosive human being unless I'm trying to get an offensive rebound. So in anticipation... You know, I'm thinking I'm getting the ball here, um, and so I'm readying myself, and my my muscles is obviously my muscles connect to my brain, thinking here is this moment. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, there's things called fast twitch fibers. I've got none. <laughs> there's very slow fibers, <laughs> even maybe no fibers at all. Um, and so at the moment, I've got maybe a, a a second window where I can go. Yeah, I can dunk it. Yep. As soon as Jesse didn't pass the ball, I just thought he's shooting it and I uh, go for the rebound. Obviously, gives me late notice, and uh, then I end up just shooting the worst shot of my life and missing a layup. So, I'm going to just give a complete responsibility to Jesse Wagstaff. Maybe he should just throw me the ball a little bit earlier, um, more so than I can dunk on someone. Um, yeah, because yeah. I've got the capabilities to Absolutely. do so. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, for people who've seen me in warm-ups, I get up. So, <laughs> give me a chance. Um, but no, that was like as soon as and I just went on the bench and I was like, oh. My God! Like not only do I have a chance, maybe show a little bit of athleticism. I <laughs> threw an absolute horrible layup up, but it's okay. All good. So. Didn't didn't prove costly in the end. <laughs> um, lucky, lucky. Did it hurt though that I think only two or three plays later, Jesse put on his best Vince Tell Carter impersonation, took um, a massive run up, could, uh, was fouled in the end, so didn't get to complete the dunk. But oh, has never really shown an appetite to, no, to get up like that before. No, and um, for a guy, I mean, like you know. I'd say we, we do similar bodies yep. and all that sort of stuff. Yep. I was pumped, but more so I was like shocked. And even like when you watch the video, um, and I always love watching reactions of, you know, when there's a highlight player or a dunk, like you see other guys, how they the bench. go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like the sort of it just parted, like the Red Sea, like the lane, like, okay, here we go. And I was thinking, so actually he's going to, yoke, he's going to try and yoke it. Um, but then, yeah, a few of the guys like JP and Waxy who get a lot of dunks, they always get the most pumped up because they obviously see like, oh, here's the most athletic guy going up. <laughs> like, we got to get around this. But um, it's funny because Jess was talking about it and straight away we're like, what, what happened there? And he's like, oh, I just felt really uh, athletic. And um, we always, you know, he 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 talks about himself up. But um, <laughs> after that, um, he was like, I'm glad I got fouled because I had lost control of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and so he went up with it, and if Conrad didn't actually try and block it, the yeah. ball would have just okay. blocked it off the backboard. So Conrad bailed him out. Correct. So it looked awesome, and that's what I might need to do is like, get no, fouled. I'll get fouled yep. and just try and look like I'm done. You know, like Dwight Howard, like when he dunks it, 
they're so high by the rim, but they they, they jump from the free throw line and then it goes, oh, like that would have been a sick dunk. Yeah, yeah. Like so soon I've got to look like I'm trying to dunk it. So <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm doing wrong my whole life, I reckon. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that. Um, <laughs> taking taking a quick glance around the league, yep. um, one of the notable occurrences from the weekend, Melbourne have lost their third straight game. This is a, obviously the pre-season there's a lot of hype around yep. United, a terrifically talented squad, adding Casey sure. Prather, who's a, a terrific talent, as we know. Um, the fact that they're now two and three, what does that say about how long it takes to put together a few new pieces in a team, even if there is a, a heck of a lot of talent there? And also the fact that they've played, I think, four out of their five on the road. How tough yeah. is it to win on the road in this league as well? Yeah, I... I... Look, and, and here's a few things. One, yes, not only bringing in new players, I, get, I mean, obviously Ware and, and those guys, I think you're bringing in a whole new system. Vickerman's a brand mm-hmm. new head new coach, co- not, yep. not brand new, but a new sort of play system that they had from last year, and so they've got to change that. And as well, I think, you know, they had a really successful pre-season even in the first couple of games against Adelaide. Uh, when you win, it's only natural that you, you're you not going to magnify so many of your mistakes. You're going to be a little bit more happy and, and those sort of things that sort of go by the wayside are going to be hidden a little bit because of obviously the result. It's just, it's just natural. Um, and that's what you're seeing now. They've lost a couple of games and, um, you know, it's some being on the road and all that sort of stuff. It's not, it's so early in the piece. Like, mm. you know, to go two or three, I don't think there's definitely no alarm bells. They are talented. They're going to figure it out. Vickerman's an un- unbelievable coach. Um, there's no doubt about that. But there's so many guys trying to figure out their roles in, in terms, you know, you, and that's the point when you've got so many talented guys, they're going to figure out. And that's when they, they click on a night, yep. it's going to be tough. Like when all those guys, because they're so potent from every single position, um, but that's where you, you're going to go. Um, and that's going to be the tough sort of situation, whether who, who's, happy to, who's happy enough to deflect and, and go off that. But, I mean, when you've got a guy like, say, Chris Goulding, who's been – the guy and deservedly so and, and um, it's going to be the same point how do you start getting him some clearer looks or getting him positions um, and that's when they start feeding mm. off each other and I think you've obviously seen uh, where obviously hasn't been uh, I guess points production he would have not been happy with how he's been in the, in the last few weeks um, but you just see how quality he is and he dropped 40 against us against in Perth in the last year yep. which show, shows his capability but you know, all it gets is it's it's just like a game. The season's just like a game. Momentum is a heck of a thing, and once they start stringing some games, you start getting some belief, you start getting confidence, and and you do that. Sometimes a loss is actually a good thing. Bring some resolve to the team, mm-hmm. um, and you start sort of figuring out things, and you know, really, I guess, knuckling down. So early in the piece, it could actually be a good thing, which is obviously a worrying sign for us. But yeah. um, nah, that we should be, they definitely be alright. Yeah, they've got two home games this weekend, a yep. rare sort of home double, which uh, should see them bounce back for in sure. some sort of style. And then as far as Sydney goes, who you guys have got on Friday night, they've had their struggles yeah. early in the season, had a terrific win on Sunday in overtime in Illawarra, which will give them a bit of confidence that they need. The makeup of their squad's been a bit of a talking point uh, through the first month of the season. They're sort of lacking a, a true point guard, which I think, from my point of view, cost them last year, really sort of hurt them particularly late in the piece last year, and they haven't appeared to have rectified that. Obviously, Kevin Lish is a guy who mm. can play both the point and shooting guard, but he's currently out injured. Jason Kaday is the same sort of guy, maybe a, more of a second-string point guard, but had a, a fantastic game with 21 and 8 assists um, against the Hawks. Do you think that it's been part of their struggles that they haven't had a true point guard? And, and can you capitalise on that 
on Friday night, do you extend the pressure defensively? Do you look to play a full court and, and really put pressure on their ball handlers? Yeah, I, I mean, well, from a scouting report, uh, report, we try and, I guess, pressure's always in, in any team, whether it's, uh, you know, you, you're more regarded uh, point guards in there. But, yeah, I think definitely it hurt him in the in the long run last year. I think they, they placed too much responsibility on Kev uh, yeah. last year and, and, and this year, um, you know, I think that's why bringing in Kendall now, they don't have a, a primary facilitator. The same deal as Melbourne. They've got, you know, Newley who can bring up the ball. Uh, Todd Blanchfield can handle ball handling duties. Now, do they have a, a pure point guard? No. Um, but will that hurt him? I'm not sure. And, I mean, it didn't seem so against Illawarra, who mm-hmm. is renowned as a, as a pressure team. Yep. Um, you know, for that team who's been heavily criticised in the media, more so than I've ever seen any NBL team in recent years or any time I've actually been involved, I've been seeing, you know, I was seeing articles pop up, sort of, um, you know, 11-step process of how why Sydney are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, for them to respond the way they did, the way they did. Now uh, you, you could say, oh, argue and say, oh, Illawarra bottom of the ladder. To win in who were also facing a lot of questions as well. So there's two teams that want to prove a point. For Absolutely. Sydney to win that game on the road in mm-hmm. overtime, obviously down Kev, it, I reckon showed a lot of uh, promise for that club um, and show the resolve, I guess, of that group. And, you know, as a as another, as a competitor, you know, you got to admire that for, for guys to step up. Jace had a hell of a game, like, you know, over 20 points. And he's putting up his hands to say, look, no, I am the point guard and, and to do that and, and, and good on him. So, yeah, look, I think, you know, for us, we will, we'll definitely um, focus on, on applying ball pressure to, to those guys. But that's what we try and do. We, um, you know irrespective of whether you know, you've got a Mitch Norton or uh, the Travis Trice and, and Holt, we're gonna, that's how we, how we try and go and, and speed things up and we, we believe that's a, that's, a, that's a weapon of us. Um, but, yeah, look, I think, um, you know, to say last year, um, they hadn't Steve Blake in there um, and then they lose him. And I think if they had Steve Blake throughout the whole year, mm. you know, you look, this is the thing, barring statistics, maybe he didn't wow you, but, you know, his uh, his handle on the group and his scope that veteran presence correct yeah. and um, you can't you can't teach that so mm. um, but yeah once I think bring back Kev that'll be huge for them too yeah um, some Twitter questions on the home stretch now this one from Tim Rendelick hope I've pronounced that correctly could the, could the great it. start to the season be attributed to the fact no one in the side has a man bun slash top knot anymore. No, well, because we started, I think, 9-0 and with James Ennis and uh, Jesse may have started the man bun that season. So mm-hmm. um, that's fine. Um, so I'd, I'd say that's not the case. Um, you know, I do miss my hair, so I'm not going to say that, but I've had some hor- horrific hairstyles, but no, it's definitely not the top <laughs> knot. You can't blame that at all. <laughs> okay, and a similar one from Chris D along the hairlines. If the Cats play, and quite fitting for the time that we are at now, if the Cats players did Movember, mm. who would have the most shocking facial hair? You can well, include yourself in this category yeah. if you wish. Well, I can only grow the horrible goatee. You're not even trying to grow a goatee. Well, I think you're already seeing it right now. We've got two development players that have moustaches at the moment, even though no, no Movember. Mason Bragg has one, and mm-hmm. we call him Pablo Escobar. With, okay. you know, like he's already got that. Reese Vage um, has a moustache, and it is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life because he has very fair. Yeah. <laughs> yes, correct. But it's it's like a tinge of red, orange, but brown, like. But it's not even like Mason's is coming through. Like he can grow a beard, and it's like sort of like yeah, I'm growing a mustache because I I can. 
Whereas Reese is, I'm trying to grow a moustache thinking it's good, but it's pitiful. Like, it's, I feel sorry for the kid because, like, but I'm happy to criticise him for it because, like, I don't have, like, I wish I could grow a beard and I can only grow this. Um, so for people listening, then they don't know what I look like. They're, like, thinking, what does he have? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, so I can answer that straight away to Chris. Reese already has the worst facial hair. Okay. But if you wanted to grow a moustache, Damo would be the worst as well because he only grows sprouts of hair. So, like, when he grows a beard... The playoff beards. Correct. Yeah. And it was always a fun time. He's, and it's coming through. I think dad has done, the dad life has done him well. He's starting to get a little bit of growth. Okay. But he gets patches. But moustache, he struggles with. Like, mm. he only gets really a beard. And the neck is obviously very pronounced in there. But, um, yeah, so I'd say Damo would just get little... His moustache would be disgusting as well. <laughs> And uh, and our last Twitter question from Ben: uh, How would you feel about playing an open air game at Perth Arena? You've obviously played in oh, yeah. one in Melbourne. How would you like to host one if all the semantics of the score cube and the rest of it could be worked out? Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah, I'd love it. I mean, I, I'm all about that, you know. And um, I don't think it, you know. Obviously, I remember my, my, our game against Melbourne. I, I didn't, um, you know, I didn't think it really affected the game. Like, I don't think the sunlight or the wind or, or any of that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. You know, I'm for it, obviously. You know, we play, you know, I've, I've been playing for a very long time now, so any of those sort of moments that once your career gets done and you can say, put your hand up and say, I was a part of that, yep. for sure, you know, you, you love to. And uh, obviously it doesn't take away from the professionalism of the game, you know. So, um, you know, like we've even joked about, um, amongst the group, you know, like even when the arena, the sorry, the Perth Stadium was opening, we're like, well, throw us in there, you know, like play, play a game. Obviously you're not going to get that, but... You Seems know. like every other sport's going to yeah, be playing yeah, there exactly, before footy gets in exactly there, so you might right. as well throw yeah, your hand so up. just put us down. But I mean, and it's funny when you watch the, the final four. You know, you've got ninety thousand yep. yep. people, and um, you know, there's been college games played on um, US battleships, mm-hmm. and so to be honest, the environment doesn't matter. And so I was like, well, you know, why not try? It? You put a court there, and you know, pay a dollar, and you'd, you'd get all that, and it'd be fun. But I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen. But yeah, look, I'm all, all for that sort of stuff, and um, it's it's something different. Um, the crowd love it, you know, and, and and I tell you what, some of the best photos I've ever seen from an NBL perspective mm. came from that night. So no, it's it's cool, and I'll definitely be all for it. Yeah, it'd be a terrific uh, draw point for people to come and watch. Uh, crystal ball time before we let you go. Yep. Something, a prediction that's going to happen in the next week or so. I'll go first. I think you will see G higher <laughs> throwing down a dunk with authority in the warm up. I okay. might go as far to say the, the yes, game, but I think you. you'll be uh, just out to show the the fans that turn up early, yep. the loyal fans, just to say, hey, I've got the hops. A double slammer jammer. Like that, I can I can do two hand slam dunk because I only go the one off. Like, okay. Yeah, no, so yeah. Crystal ball prediction. Here we go. Uh, look, I am going to predict Damian Martin because he would have been upset. JP got six steals because mm-hmm. as much as you know, Damo's a is a humble guy, but he's deflecting a lot. JP, defensive player of the year. You know, like it deserve it. Yep. You know, like. But I know Damo, look, that's irking him. Like, he's a proud man. Yeah, you know, like, he's hasn't got defensive player for the last two years. Two years ago, he played four games <laughs> because he broke his jaw. So, you know, and I, and I still believe he should have got it. Last year, Tory Craig got it. Like, and I, I was like, come on, really? Like, but, so, it should be seven times. But this year, if he, like, loses it rightfully to a teammate, mm. Like, he would be upset. So, in saying that, I reckon because JP got six, 
Damo is going to try and be on a, an absolute terror this week. So okay. he will at least get five steals and try and one-up him. Like, yep. Because, yeah, I just don't think... He, he's happy on the wayside right now, but if you start sort of taking it away from him, what does he get? All he all he'd be is a good corner three-point shooter if you take away the defense. <laughs> and specials. good in the post as well, as we <laughs> saw against the Hawks. <laughs> no, we'll have to stop there because that's definitely not... <laughs> I don't know how, what happened there. but No, um, no. so I, I'm saying Damien Martin for at least five steals this week. Okay, well, with a bit of extended pressure potentially against the Kings, <laughs> exactly. so that could very well come to life. Uh, that's about all we got. All that we have got time for. Greg, thanks again for your company and best of luck against the King. Appreciate it, Robert. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us. Stay tuned to Perth Now and the West for all your sport news. And we'll catch you next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.